Last week, we began a four-part series dedicated to exercising. We talked about why we should exercise, how it improves our physical and emotional health, and what to do in the pre-workout phase or warm-up. This week, we're discussing the workout phase, how much to exercise, should you change up your routine, should you exercise when you're sick, and where to get help with your exercise routine options. When beginning an exercise routine, you need to stop and think, what are my goals? Do I wanna get that round muscle butt, toned legs, defined collarbone or strong shoulders? Am I training for a certain sport? Am I trying to lower my cholesterol or fighting type two diabetes? Am I trying to feel better overall and have increased energy? You might not know what your goals are when you begin and that's okay. The key is to begin. Find a workout buddy, hire a trainer, get interested in all sorts of activities. You might start with walking, hiking, or swimming. You might try bicycling, cross-country skiing, rowing, or jumping rope. You might find you love martial arts like Tai Chi. Strength training may be where you feel your best. Maybe you find out you have rhythm and dance class is where it's at for you. Think of it as a research project, but do just one thing, move your body. Welcome to Podcast 14. I'm Nikki Sterner, your host, and today we're going to be talking to Dr. Kell about what to do and eat and everything during your workout. Last podcast, last week, we talked about the pre-workout, um, how to warm up, what foods to eat, what, how much liquid to take in, and to stretch or not to stretch. Um, so today we're going to get into the actual workout and what to do during that. So Dr. Kell... Um, how much do I actually need to exercise every day or every other day? What, what do you recommend for how many minutes a day, how many days a week? That's such an open question. Yeah, it's depends confusing. depends on your goals. really depends on your goals. Okay. Um, what are you trying to do if you're <clears throat> our audience, I'm guessing, based on statistics, that 90% uh, of you out there are, uh, need, are not exercising enough and uh, uh, are sitting at home watching TV and eating the wrong kinds of foods uh, without exercising really at all. Um, but more and more people are becoming more and more concerned about their health. They're being educated more about uh, the uh, diseases and disorders uh, that occur because of lack of exercise. Uh, people that are overweight have more problems than people who, uh, I should say people who are overweight and don't exercise. Uh, I think for the overweight person, who, who does exercise, they're going to be more healthy than the person who doesn't, obviously. Uh, losing that weight um, in a good natural way is always best, and they can do that in time, and exercise can help. Can I just say something? Because I was thinking, like, as you said, people sitting on the couch and eating bad foods, I'm like, oh, that's me half the time. I sit and have chips while I'm watching TV. Yeah. But then the other half of the time, I, you know, try to eat salads and chicken and, you know, and eat healthy. So is there... It's a process. Is there is what a I'm saying. It's a process, right? Like people have to understand you, you don't have to be perfect. There's imperfection well, in uh, trying to change. and The lifestyle in the United States <clears throat> and the constant bombardment of advertisement that we get is what's created this mess. Um, so, again, uh, we go back to the love of money. Um, it really is <clears throat> what's caused the problems because uh, all these bad foods are constantly promoted and put in front of us. Um, and the good stuff is we're becoming more aware of it. Uh, people are becoming more, you know, it used to be, uh, oh, I don't feel well. I'm going to go to my medical doctor. And that became the norm in the United States uh, many, many years ago. 
and is still prevalent today, of course, and I'm not telling you not to go to your medical doctor. They have lots of good things to say and lots of good things to do. But if um, you want to work on things naturally and and not just put something in that's going to alter your symptoms, but actually help your body heal and function better so that you have better health and, and better attitude and, and less depression and and find a, a zest for life, uh, you've got to do that with, through nutrition and exercise. I was thinking about that the other day because I was feeling tired and I was like, okay, is this, okay, I know I'm working, like memorizing a bunch of lines from a class. So I know mentally I'm a little bit tired, so I need to maybe take a break from that, you know, take a bath or do something to recharge. And I also was like, oh, when I'm stressed out, I, I eat more chocolate or, you know, sugar. So maybe I have to take a step back and eat more berries and, you know, oranges or whatever that can fill that sugar. Um, I don't know. I, I love sugar. So I need something, but maybe not. I need well, something healthier. <clears throat> Let's think for a moment about how process works with foods. Uh, complex, you know, you've heard of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. They're always being talked about. And how those all work together and how they benefit your body. Um, you could spend hours and hours and hours talking about these things, and we will over the next uh, thousand episodes uh, cover, cover many of these topics specifically. But as a generalization, most of the food you're going to consume in front of the television is processed. Uh, and it's either been heated or melted or, or uh, um, altered in some way from its natural state um, and, it, and then placed in a can or a box or a bag and, and then you consume it. And, and that stuff is typically digested very quickly uh, and most of it has way more fat and carbohydrates in it than it does protein. Uh, and Car combining carbs and fat together is what makes you fat. Mm. They, uh, because they're high in calories and you don't burn it all off, and especially sitting in front of the TV. I, I know some people think if they watch an action movie, they're more likely to burn more calories, and you might actually. Uh, probably not enough, but uh, <laughs> um, you know that's why I tend to watch more action movies because it's uh, beneficial to my health. Now, actually, it causes more stress and uh, more... Yeah. You, t you tend to actually put on more weight when you watch a stressful show because the cortisol levels are raised. <laughs> <laughs> and so, they, uh, anyway. I was thinking, too, exercise is another way to relieve that stress. So, but there's a point, right, where you need to exercise up to here to where you feel good. And then if you go past that, then it's too much. So, w where is the... I guess yes, moderation, different. moderation and all things for everybody. But again, yeah, everybody's different. If I'm really overweight and I finally decide, okay, I got to get my my big fat, you know what, off the couch and, and get up and start moving it again, um, it's going to take a lot more effort. And it's, and it's your exercise levels, uh, again, begin with physical activity uh, and then move on to exercise. But uh, there are extremes that you Moderate exercise, I always say, is best. Um, if you're training for some kind of event, you want to run a marathon, or, or you're an athlete, obviously you're going to get into the extremes of exercise, especially if you're competitive, competing. Um, and you need to be careful when you're doing that because it's easy to damage uh, the tissues and overdo it. Mm -hmm. And overdoing it, you know, the one thing we didn't talk about earlier was immunity. Uh, your immune system is greatly improved through through exercise. And right now with COVID and all the 
everything in the news with about health and, and, and COVID-19, uh, um, we want to boost our immunity. We want it to be at its optimum. That, that to me, and my understanding of everything, is the most important aspect, I think, of, of being keeping up a defense. You know, you, people don't really think much about, but it, if you have any basic understanding of how, how viruses and bacteria affect the body, I can stick 100 people in a room throw the most virulent virus or bacteria out there into the room and at least one person will likely survive um, because some of us have stronger immune system than others. Mm -hmm. um, not everybody's going to catch the problem. Um, okay, I have a question. Is exercise good to do when you're sick, speaking of immunity? What That's if you're a sick? very good question. It depends on how sick you are and in what way you're sick. Um, if uh, you got a if you got a stomach ache, um, the uh, ex exercise may aggravate it. Um, if you're feeling tired, a little fatigued, exercise can actually kick you into gear. Um, and yeah. but light exercise, I would or if you're ill, uh, doing light exercise can be beneficial to to boost you up and get the blood flowing um, mm -hmm. you want to get the healing nutrients into your all over your body um, the only way to do that is to get your blood moving so doing uh, some sort of physical activity can be beneficial when you're sick but obviously if you're unable to get out of bed then and maybe <laughs> you don't not want that someone day. to come get you <laughs> and, and and start uh, making you move I mean it really depends on the situation but uh, it can make it worse so Consult your healthcare professional. Yes. Okay. What about um, what if I do the same exercise routine every day? Is that good, or do I need to mix it up? What do you recommend for the actual workout? I think in the beginning, having a routine is good. Um, it, you, you need to start a habit. So if it, it's easier if you do the same thing every day uh, for at least. I would say the first month to build that habit. After a while, you're, you, if you have a basic routine that you follow, a given set of muscles are exercised on a daily basis. Well, there's other muscles that aren't getting really much exercise at all. So it is good to change up your routine. And I, I would say at least after the first month, start mixing it up um, and doing different things uh, on different days. Uh, you know, you see bodybuilders who will work given segments of their body. Maybe they're working their triceps and biceps today or, or back and buys and chest and tries. Mm. You know, I, I've done a fair amount of, uh, spent a fair amount of time in the gym lifting weights. And so um, the whole process there uh, is never the same routine every day. Uh, you tend to cycle through in a week's time uh, for the person who works out twice a week to to their others that they feel it helps them to work out every day. I don't agree mm -hmm. with working out every day. Your body needs time to heal. And especially if you're someone, uh, if you're doing a mild to moderate workout, like walking, running, things like that, I mean, those, those things are okay to do daily. But if you're doing any extreme exercise, if you're trying to build muscle or, or train for a specific sport, event, activity, um, or even, uh, you need to change up that routine. You need to get, give your body time to rest in between. Mm. Okay. What about, heal. um, eating while working out? Like what if I see 
the guys in the gym and they're eating a protein bar or something. Is that good for us to do, to eat food while we're working? Well, what happens when you eat food goes into your stomach. See, you have the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. The, those are thought of as uh, um, the, parasympathetic, the, the parasympathetic system is called the feed and breed system. And the sympathetic nervous system is a uh, fright and flight system. Uh, when you're exercising, your sympathetic nervous system kicks in. And when that system kicks in, um, you know, it's kind of weird to think about what happens to people when they truly become afraid. Um, their, their, their biological functions kind of sometimes are reactive. You've heard of people, oh, wow, I wet myself. <laughs> yeah. um, or, or, or the other as well. Um, it, and that's to the extreme. But what it does is it shuts down your digestive system. Back to your question. Um, so when you eat something, you're all of a sudden activating the parasympathetic nervous system because your body wants to start digesting that food you just put in your stomach. So that's going to affect your workout in mm. this because this, you want to be you want your sympathetic nervous system to be active during exercise. And so you don't want to slow it down by putting a bunch of food in, in your, into your stomach. So a lot of people, when they start exercising, have an increase in their appetite. How do you balance not overeating because your body is revved up again? Like, I've done that before when I started working out, and then I just started, like, craving more food, and I couldn't stop myself. So how do you stop yourself from doing that? Well, and we're going to definitely talk more about diet and food as we go along in these podcasts. Um, <clears throat> but it's a simple fact that when you start exercising, you will become more hungry. So uh, that goes back to, uh, which I think may be a question um, that's coming up to, we might as well talk about it now, and that is, uh, if you're dieting, should you exercise? Do you need to exercise? And it goes back to, it depends. Um, oh. But yes, your appetite increases during exercise. Yeah. Do I just eat when I need to? Is well, it the foods that I'm well, taking well, think, in that matter? Or? Think about think about why that occurs. Um, you're now giving nutrients to your system. It's, it's, it's burning calories, burning energy, uh, using up your, your glucose and fat stores, your glycogen and fat stores. And your... Oh, is it trying to replenish my glycogen right, right. stores? Exactly. Is that what's going on? Yep. Oh. Yep. Yep. And, and it wants to stay at the same level it is today. Um, because for some reason you taught your body, the, the body has innate intelligence um, in the sense that there's all kinds of things. You know, we're only aware of about 5% of anything going on in our body. So our body's doing all kinds of things without our th thinking about it. And so if, if we are a person who is sedentary, um, our body likes being sedentary. So you all of a sudden go, we're not going to be sedentary anymore. Um, it's going to resist. And it wants to stay in a state of equilibrium or balance. So if if it's used to uh, burning, you know, if, if you're the calorie counting, you know, what should have a person eat? How many calories should you have a day? Um, if you're trying to lose weight, you may want to get it down to where it's uh, 1,500 thousand fifteen hundred calories a day. Uh, the average person probably eats, uh, depending on their size um, and exercise level. Uh, somewhere from 2,000 to 3,000 to 4,000 calories a day. Uh, and depending on what form those calories are in, whether you're, you know, a lot of people that, you know, you might be eating 3,000 calories a day and, and 2,500 of them are fat and carbohydrates. 
that's why you're going to put that on all that's going to go mm. into your around your belly or wherever you're storing fat in your system and uh, your body's going to want to try to retain that and so then you go to exercise and you just burn some of that up or you're starting to burn some of that up and the body's saying i got to put it back on because that's where i was before mm. and so you have to teach it that we're not going to be there anymore we're going to move on so it's almost a mental exercise Yep. Like of yeah. dis- being disciplined. Yes. Like knowing, okay, this this might happen. Yeah, these so. are, people should understand their expectations. You know, some people when they first start exercising, if it has been for years, they're not understanding why certain things occur. Changes are going to start occurring. Organ, your organs are going to wake up and start functioning differently. Um, and initially, you're going to strain them. You know, people who haven't exercised in a long time, they go to the gym, and oftentimes it's 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 really interesting. I found for me and, and other people told me the same thing is if they haven't exercised for a while they go into the gym and they can do a great workout that first day they can just go mm-hmm. at it right. and and um but then for the next three or four days they're really sore and hurting and mm-hmm. and kind of like oh man I, I really overdid it and and that's a common thing and that's why i say when you when you begin just begin slow yeah, uh, because you don't need that. You don't really want that. That says you've damaged tissue, and now your body's having to heal itself. Yeah, I used to be way worse about that. Just overdoing it, just jumping all in, pushing myself to the limit, and then. I like that last week, and and uh, we had Gina on the show. Uh, she said one of the biggest things she tells people when they're running is, and especially if they're preparing for like a marathon, to slow down. Yeah. Just stop trying to run so fast and and uh, by slowing down you you actually help everything function better that made me feel really good (laughs) as someone who runs slow (laughs) almost a walk if you will yes (laughs) yes so okay if i'm in the gym and i'm doing weights and stuff do you recommend doing higher weight lower reps or vice versa what or mixing it up what do you good question depends on your goals yeah Research has showed that uh, lifting heavy weights and less reps uh, tends to make the muscles become more inflamed and larger. Um, you, you hold more fluid inside the muscle cells, and you also tend to tear more tissue, more repair goes on, um, and uh, so those muscles enlarge. Um, if your goal is just to get lean and uh, uh, mean, as they sometimes say, That's right. Um, and just look fit, mm-hmm. uh, then yeah, uh, more reps, less weight, yeah. um, accomplishes that. Yeah. And a lot of people already know that. So there's a lot of different exercises people could do from walking, running, there's um, like an elliptical machine that's easier on your knees, I believe, um, hiking outdoors, walking the dog. <laughs> Again, um, back to your goals. I, th- I think, I think you know, there's a huge amount of different things you can do. If your goal is just to try to get your body healthier, uh, a variety of those things is great. And you don't need to focus on specific muscle groups. Um, but if you have goals where you want to shape certain part of your body, uh, and it is very difficult without the aid of a uh, of, uh, human growth hormone or or, or, or steroids um, to make huge alterations in the muscle mass of your body. Uh, the guys that do it naturally, you know, you can eat the right foods which help improve those processes. Um, but I, I think of, you know, I, I've mentioned Jack Lane on the show. I, uh, our, our 
the current generation. I don't think you guys even know knew who he was. <laughs> um, but that guy ate the best, uh, never took steroids, and he had a real, at one point, really nice bodybuilder's physique. Um, even you know into his 90s, he still had good muscle mass. Uh, that that again, what what are you trying to accomplish? Uh, do it different ways, focus on different muscle groups based on, on the goal you have for if you're going beyond just being healthy and want to focus on a sport, uh, then you do need to do exercise for those specific muscle groups. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking us through what to do during the actual workout. And it sounds like we need to, number one, figure out what our goals are when we're working out, what we're trying to accomplish. Um, if, you know, it's just a general well health and well-being versus you know if it's a sport that you're trying to get better at or um, muscle development or toning um, you can see a trainer to help with that or a specialist um, and there's lots of options for you lots of different things to change up your exercise routines um, not so much eating during the actual working out but lots of liquids drink lots of water you can drink too much water, too, by the way. Oh, you can drink too oh, much yeah. water. Really? There's been many times I've gone to work out, and I hear, I feel that sloshing going in in my stomach because I've had too much. What about, like, electrolytes? Do you have to worry about that? They, it, oh, it, I stutter. Um, because <laughs> the, ans out. the answer to that question <laughs> is, uh, um, if you're healthy, you're eating the right food, your electrolyte levels will be fine. You're, they're not oh. going to be affected by a one-hour even necessarily a two-hour workout, uh, depending on, of course, what you're doing then. Okay. Um, but like someone in a marathon, you know, they they probably don't need to really start replenishing their their electrolytes if they have normal electrolyte level electrolyte levels when they start for probably, you know, hour and a half, two hours after they're into their their event. Um, so that's more of an extreme. Yeah, yeah. The average workout. person should have, you know, the be the, the person that's that uh, is walking around the block or takes his daily jog of a couple of miles a day, whatever, uh, doesn't really need to worry about that. You just need to keep uh, eating the right foods and you're naturally going to have a good electrolyte level. All right. Well, thank you so much for discussing the exercising. And on the next podcast, we're going to talk about the post-workout and what foods to eat, how to cool down, uh, what stretches and all of that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I just wanted to say, too, for for the for the basic person who just wants to get healthy and do go from you know do start with physical activity then go to a mild to moderate exercise the process is fairly simple um, but if you're going to go beyond that get somebody get a coach get a mm. trainer yeah. somebody that can help you because because there is a lot to all this you know get get somebody get a nutritionist to help you with your diet um, you yeah. can do that uh, yeah, you do and that. we'll talk more about that too. All right. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Kell, for discussing working out with us today. I learned a lot, and I'm looking forward to discussing the post-workout with you because I often have questions on, you know, what do you eat after you work out and what kind of stretching are you supposed to do and how much water do you take in water after you work out as well. So um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please pass it along to a friend or family member, and we're looking forward to discussing more with you next week. Thanks, everybody. While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double check all facts, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. 
We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of The Orange Stack with executive producers Dr. Kell Fullerton and Eric Hammond and host Nikki Sterling. Mm-hmm.